You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but this is the 100th episode of The Nomadic Outdoorsman. Unfortunately, because I've been so busy and traveling and doing so many recordings, I didn't even know when I recorded this that it was the 100th episode. So it wasn't until after, now that I'm doing like intros and outros and stuff, just a little sneak peek into the world of a podcaster. Um, I, ju- I just now realized that this is episode 100. So I'm going to have to celebrate somehow. We'll do like a giveaway on social media. Um, I just need to come up with a lot of cool gear to to give to our listeners. So let me think on that. It's going to happen. I'm pumped about it, so keep an eye out for it. But on the show today, I've got Brandon Ward. Now, Brandon is a recent transplant to Iowa. He's hunted places like Pike County, Illinois. He followed his dad around as a young kid hunting all over the country and all over the world. And so this guy is 100% sold out, outdoorsman. I mean, he is all about it. And we get into a lot of cool conversation here. I find out that he doesn't even really shed hunt his property in Iowa. And so that might be something that I'm going to go up and do here in the near future. Anyways, let's jump into this one. It's going to be awesome. Here we go. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys. So I know that last year was kind of a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers, but that's why we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Now, Go Wild is a free social community that was built by outdoors men and women just like me and you. Not only are your photos not censored on Go Wild, they're actually encouraged and they give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn those points, you can unlock awesome rewards like gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Check this out, though. If you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So go visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. 
All right, guys. Welcome to today's show. All right, and guys. Joining me on the show to today's today. show. I've got and joining me on the show today. Dude, thanks for I've got hopping Brandon on the show with me. Dude, thanks for hopping Absolutely, on the show. Man, um, Absolutely, so, man. I'm excited. So, from everything so, I know about you, which isn't from everything I know point, about you, you're just kind of ton at this point. But you're just kind of an all around. You make it happen. Like you've done. You make it happen. You've done lots of different hunts. And which is you just moved to like yeah. deer hunting mecca which is so like yeah. deer hunting uh, why don't you fill in so, the listeners uh why don't you fill a little in more about who you are what you do a little more about and who then you we're going to dive into some crazy and stories we're going to dive into some crazy stories i want to know more and, about that uh, monster that i want to know more about that head right monster now. that you have hanging behind uh, your head right now uh yeah so my name is brandon ward um i originally grew up in new york um and i basically just followed my dad everywhere as a youth um he was um, in the hunting industry was a little bit, uh, kind of got in with some companies, bit, uh, but his, his main thing was just, uh, but his main um, thing was just, he was in law enforcement um, and his vacation was spent on hunt. His vacation, he was a deer hunter. Um, he was a deer so hunter. I followed along with him for a long so time, uh, and then I got fortunate time, enough to uh, be on a lot of youth hunts and some, I was out Missouri uh, like we spoke earlier, um, I killed some, a lot of stuff in Ohio as a good youth program, Missouri's good, um, Montana, I was a youth still, uh, killed a mule deer out there, um, you know, he really, really did a good job at pushing me as a youth, not pushing me hard, but making the hunting exciting, and I guess if you want to get into it. I think that is where some people kind of fall short with kids is they make it either a really bad experience early or they find like some of these guys, they're pushing really hard to kill big bucks as young kids. I'll admit my dad was not that way with me. My dad was killing giants and he was letting me shoot a basket rack. He made me a yeah, like I, I was a killer young. I did not care what it was when I was young. Um, and I really think that made a big difference. And I really because I know some kids whose parents didn't let them do that, and they don't have to drive. That I do now chasing big bucks because they were just forced to sit there and watch these deer, and they didn't get the experiences that I did. I learned a lot. Um, even shooting young deer does and shooting Jake when I was a youth at turkeys. Um, but uh. Then I started going but, uh, on the hunts with him as a hunter. Um, at 17, I joined the Marines. Um, and my big thing there was I really, really missed hunting. I didn't realize how much I would miss it. The big thing, I remember in boot camp, my dad sending me pictures of him and all my buddies in a line pulling long beers on one of our farms. And I was just like, man, like, this is where I'm at. This is where you guys are at. So I really made it a priority while I was in the Marines that my time off was spent hunting. And that was a big push for me to get out of the military too with how much I missed get out of the how much I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. being. Yeah, I can't um, imagine being in a job um, or a career or whatever in a job that would keep me from hunting. I in fact would keep me from hunting. I in fact I've uh, ill advisedly told uh, bosses like, "Hey, if my job ever keeps like, me from hunting, if my job ever keeps me from hunting, I and they're like, yeah, yeah, but your hunting schedule is not yeah, but your hunting schedule is not our priority as a company. Yeah, I just I couldn't give it up. Yeah, I just I couldn't like fear of missing out on things. The whole like fear of missing out on pictures of other people doing it, seeing pictures of other people. Dang it, man, I can't do it. Like 
Dang it, that man! Would I can't eat do me it. Alive. Like, I would go. That into would a eat me alive. I would go into a if that was deep, my life. dark depression. If that yeah. was my life. And then, like the other part of it is, and then I was stationed in North Carolina, and this is gonna ruffle people up, but North Carolina people who hunt North Carolina, they call hundred pound deer big deer. You've never been out to the Midwest. You've seen those corn-fed five, six, seven-year-old bucks. You don't like some of my laughs that I've had in my life are bigger than some of the deer that I've seen in North Carolina. To where it really, man, like I miss these deer, you know. I miss these deer. Yeah. That was a big too. Dude, seeing different body sizes of deer. Dude, seeing different body sizes of deer is down in Texas. Shock. Like watching down in Texas. They're like, oh yeah, there's watching these couple big does. Oh yeah, there's a couple big does, and they're running across the road. And like, I don't. And they're running across the road. I'm like, I don't see a single deer on the bunch. This past fall, we had some guys from Tennessee up to Wisconsin on a waterfowl hunt. Wisconsin. We were driving around scouting fields midday. We were driving around scouting fields midday to see where we wanted to hunt that night. They're like, holy and crap, dude, look at the size of like, those holy deer. They're like, holy crap, dude, look at the size like, of those deer. And those I'm like, one-year-old deer, man. Those are one-year-old like, one year old deer, me? man. They look and like they're like, 500 pounds compared to ours. They look like they're 500 pounds compared to ours. And I'm like, yeah, when, when you get out east or like, yeah, when, south, when you get out east deer can get farther south. south. Hurry. Deer can get smaller oh, yeah. in a hurry. When you and, see, oh, yeah. yeah, true when you corn see, and bean fed yeah, deer, true corn and bean fed deer, they look like cattle it's, in comparison. They look to like oh, cattle yeah. some of the in comparison states. to some oh, of the yeah. some of the hotter yeah. And that's a big thing with I guess you want to go into the guiding thing. We have to do an orientation, um, and we we do, we do have an antler inches restriction. But a big thing we talk about because a lot of guys are coming from Florida, Georgia, non big body bucks non body yeah. um is yeah. these guys um, will see a deer on the hook walking around and that was and they're like giant and, and it's not giant. or it's they're not. so or nervous that they so overcorrect for it and they let a 150 inch deer walk they and they go back and some guy killed a 140 and they're like man the deer i thought today was bigger than that i just was nervous that's a big thing we've noticed is guys get nervous because they're so used to the deer that they're seeing in their home state yeah i guess i i wouldn't have thought about it yeah i guess i wouldn't have thought about it being the other way around for your fear or like not wanting to shoot the wrong like not wanting to shoot the giants pass and so you let giants pass that'd be that I can't imagine a, how bad I be, would kick myself. I can't imagine how bad I would kick myself. I let a hundred and sixty inch deer I walk because I'm like, oh, that's too small for Because I'm like, oh, that's too small. I feel like no matter where you are in the country, I feel like no matter where you are in the country, that's a pretty, pretty. Good deer. They will send me cell phone videos of them in the stand with a deer walking by, saying like, oh, I just had a good one walk by. I can't wait to see what else comes by. And it's like that's the deer I just told you about in the truck. And then they really touch your themselves. Oh my gosh, dude, that makes me sick just thinking about it. That makes me sick just thinking about it. So what what got you into guiding? I mean, obviously you had a passion for hunting. I mean, obviously you had a passion for Where was the change where you were like, man, I want to help other people? Where you were like, man, I want to help other people get on big animals. I guess so, kind of goes back when I was hunting. I guess kind of goes. I always I thought hunting, that was like the I coolest job. You know, I was just like, coolest job. Man, these guys get to hunt like they hunt every man, day. These guys get to hunt, which like, is kind of a lie because you're not hunting every day. Because you're not um, hunting every day. Um, but I just always thought, you know, that was such a cool job. All the outfitters I met over the years, I just thought that's cool. Yeah. Um, 
that cool. When I was getting um, out of the Marine Corps, deciding back and forth, deciding back and forth, a job came up, and I was just like, you know, I should have, I should talk to them. And if I decide to get out, I get out. I can go do this. I stay in. I stay in. And the timing worked out. I got out in August. The timing worked out. The last week of August. And showed up there September first, and just rolled on. So nice. What a nice. What is what, uh, what has that been like going what is, from? What has that been like being a hunter going for yourself? Being a hunter guide, for yourself, obviously, like you said, guide, the timing. Obviously, like people you said, thinking, oh, I can hunt as much as I want. I thought that I can hunt as much as I want. I thought that as a young as guy a, thinking about being a as game, a young guy, I was like, dude, I love the outdoors. I love hunting and fishing. I was like, dude, I love the outdoors. I love hunting and fishing. That would be awesome. And no, that's the worst I've job heard, you can have if you no, love that stuff. No, that's the worst job you're you can have if you love that stuff because you're never going to get to do it for yourself. Because no. you're never gonna it's get all to do dependent it for on the area that you hunt, the fishing game officers that they have in that area. You know, like you can still get out there. You know, like you can still probably have your weekends off and everything like that. You can still probably have your weekends off and everything like that. But yeah, was it was it a lot different than you were expecting? A lot different than you were expecting. It was different. I would say that it was different. If you want a job if in the hunting industry that gives you experience and it teaches you a lot about whitetails and turkeys and waterfowl but you're in you can hunt waterfowl because you're in the blind with the guy yeah um turkeys as well we just finished youth season in illinois and i was with the hunters the entire time every i did everything before the trigger every i did everything before the trigger but deer hunt but I'm telling you where to go. I'm showing you where the deer are. Telling you where to go. I'm showing you. Getting you to your stand, and then I'm waiting to pick you up. Um, I'm waiting to pick you up. And that's really it. It was pretty hard for me the first year because I was in Pike County, Illinois. I was I've been there before. Everyone talks about Pike County. Everyone talks about Pike County. I have all these trail camera pictures of giant deer. I've got farms that I've never even dreamed that I'd be able to be on. Never even dreamed that I'd be able to be on. And then. I can't go hunting. And then and I can't go hunting. Part of the problem with and outfitting is you don't get to pick your client. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of good yeah. hunters who come, but there are also a lot of guys who come. But there are also a lot of especially with COVID, we had a lot of people who it was their first year ever hunting. They said, "I want to pick this up as a hobby." They said, "I want to pick this up as a hobby." And that was good and bad. We had a lot of guys who were very willing to learn, and a lot of guys who were brand new and who weren't willing to listen. Um, but yeah, on the hunting side of things for me, yeah, on the hunting side of things for me, I hunted, I hunted maybe three or four days last year. Maybe three um, or four days last year. Um, yeah, I um, I also I will yeah, say last year I, um, I got a new dog, I also, I so a bunch, couple of my days off um, were spent waterfowl hunting. Um, but two years ago I got lucky. My first day off I killed a doe. and the second day I ended up killing my buck. In the second it was on the day before Halloween, and then Halloween morning the I killed Halloween, and then nice. Halloween so, I killed my buck. The pressure nice. was off season one. The pressure was um, off season one that I didn't really notice because um, I didn't need to go out anymore, you know. But this year I but ran year, a lot more hunters, and a lot more hunters. I didn't get I didn't get out. I didn't get I didn't basically get any. Yeah. Um, basically any. Yeah. So that's definitely if you want to so be able to hunt, stay out of the hunting you industry, to unless you are on TV. <laughs> unless you yeah, I uh, yeah, I've noticed I, uh, that. Luckily with podcasting, I've noticed I'm that. Like, okay, luckily with I need, podcasting, I need to I'm come like, up okay, with stories. At least I need I need to come up with stories yes. and make connections. And so I've been able to hunt a lot. And so I've been able to hunt a lot. I have heard that though with 
I have heard that with though, guides, with, like unless you're a guides, waterfall guide, like unless I mean, you're a waterfall you just, guide, anything big I mean, game, you just you're anything you might big be game, doing the hunt with them. You're, if you you're might doing be spot doing the hunt stuff, with them if you're doing with whitetail hunting. Stuff. I feel like that is with whitetail hunting. I feel like that is the industry to get into. Guiding industry to get into if you want to continue yeah to hunt. absolutely because because with that like yeah, you said absolutely. you don't even Cause, get because like, with that like you said you don't even for get most like, whitetail hunts you don't even get for most the, whitetail hunts you don't even you don't even the, get to experience the whole hunt you don't even get to experience you just don't minus the trigger most you just don't them in a stand most put them in the right put them in a stand whereas you put them in the right like, spot uh whereas texas like Texas guiding. Texas, you're actually walking Texas around guiding, hunting with the person. You're actually walking around um, hunting with the person. And they're just the only um, one pulling the trigger. And then they're just the only one I've, pulling the trigger. I could see how it's I've, fun to do both. I could see how it's fun to do I both. I definitely could not guide at the expense of my own hunting. I definitely could not guide at the expense of my own hunting. I um, I will say I, uh, another part of it is, I will say and this could be just a personal thing. There's a lot of frustration thing. that comes into play too. Um, you've got a, you get big deer that are patterned, and you get you get some guy who goes in there and thinks he knows everything and ruins it, and bumps the deer, spooks the deer, is eating, smoking, is you know he's doing everything wrong. He's getting out of the sand early. He's getting and that's frustrating to me. Because it's like, man, I could go, and this is not me being cocky, but it's, and this is not me being cocky. I could go in there and kill that deer. Yeah. I could go in there and kill that deer. Yeah. And he had the opportunity to, and he ruined it. And he had the opportunity to, and he ruined it. Yeah. yeah. So that that is a frustration yeah. for that, sure. That is what a what does that look like when you take somebody out there? What does that look like when you take somebody out there? I mean, I've heard. I've heard kind of lax techniques and strategies for lax putting techniques a and strategies and then I've heard like the super extreme deer and then I've heard like the super extreme stuff. You wash all your like, clothes dude, and you wash in the all washing your clothes machine that's not meant for normal washing clothes. machine that's I not meant you for normal the clothes. The tree, I drop you off at the base you never set foot on the ground. You go straight from foot on the ground to the tree You go straight from four wheeler to the tree peg on all that. what is your approach on all that? So it's so, really based on the hunter it's really with based on the how the lodge in Illinois does things. The, the place in Illinois, and I, I'm not going to name names, place in Illinois, this, but they are big on they are big on making it comfortable for them. Okay. Like what they want okay. is what they're going to get, regardless of how I feel. Yeah. Regardless of um, how I feel. If they yeah. want to get um, driven. If to the base of their stand driven, and step out of the truck stand, and I hand them everything the truck, at the base of the stand, that's what I'm going to do. I recommend to the guy, I recommend to the guy, we sneak in there based on the wind, we sneak in there based on the wind, as far off as we can, or slide in on the four wheelers, or, or slide in on the play different ways, but it's really based on what they want. And that's where the orientation comes into play. I get a feel for them. Some guys, and this kind of blew me away, a lot of people have a very, very, very strict what they want in tree stand. What they will and what they won't sit in. What they will and what they won't sit in. That was something I never noticed until guiding. People are diehard, lock on stand, you're going to fall out. You know, I can put the best millennium lock on in the world. Nope, those things are trash. I'm going to fall out. Some guys say, I'm not sitting in the ground blind. I can't see anything. And the deer don't think that's natural. Some guys say the ladder stands stick too far out from the tree. The deer are going to catch me the second they walk perpendicular. The second they walk, everyone's got their opinion. Everyone has their opinion. That's yeah. That's just like a 
Welcome yeah, that's to the just like a hunting world to type, the of type of thing. Everybody thinks type of thing. Their way is thinks, the way, and their way I, that is drives the me way. Crazy, and man. I, that like, as soon as somebody crazy, says, man. like, dude, like, as soon as somebody says, like, dude, if you want to kill a big buck, you have to. I'm just like, dude, I'm not listening to this guy. I'm just like, Dude, like, I'm not listening yeah. to this there guy. Is like, yeah. There is one million yeah. different ways to kill big One million different ways to kill big You might be and, the guy yeah, that only You might be the guy that is crazy scent control. Who does like absolutely everything. You absolutely everything. Gum that smells like dopey just to cover. Gum that smells like dopey just to cover. You can get super extreme with it. You can get super extreme with it. there's guys that are big buck killers. There's guys that are big buck killers that have entries. 20 plus boon entries. In whatever clothes they just got done working in whatever clothes they, they just got done land close to the park and they hunt public land yeah. there is so many lot. different ways to like, do it there is and so it really many different ways to do it and it really depends on what the property is what kind of pressure it's had in the past what kind of pressure it's had in the past i'm a fast. I'm like, a firm believer I'm a in firm, heavy pressure. I'm a firm believer in heavy there, pressure. I get in the woods. I get out all the there. Time. I get in the I just woods do because I said I'm not going to sacrifice. Because I said I'm not going to sacrifice all of my hunting. Ad, all of my other all of hunting, my hunting opportunities. Ad, all of my other hunting opportunities. Maybe a chance at a just bigger for, buck. Maybe a chance at a bigger woods, buck. Because and I love being in the woods. My passion for whitetail hunting. My passion for whitetail. Although archery hunting whitetail is my number one. Although archery hunting whitetail is my number one. I'm not willing to give up. You know, I'm my not ability to, to rabbit up, and squirrel, you know, and my ability to rabbit and, and squirrel and, and coyote and duck and geese, you know, dove and if I had to, yeah. if I had to pick, if I had to, yeah. if I had a 10 inch bigger deer or being able to do all of those things also, or being able to do all of those things also, I'm going to pick all of those things also. And I know that's not for everybody. There's people and who I know have that's not for hunting everybody. properties There's that are people just who have for white hunting properties and that's that awesome. are just for white I wish tail. I had that. And that's yeah. awesome. But I wish I had in that. The, yeah. In the position but I'm in, in the different in the position I'm in, that I have different hobbies and passions that I have. I just can't give all that up. Now that you're in Iowa, what have you noticed? Because what have you noticed? I mean, because people talk about it as people talk about it as the white tail capital of the white tail and Capital there the is world. amazing whitetail deer hunting. There is amazing whitetail deer hunting. Wisconsin. I was fortunate to grow up in Wisconsin, but that also had amazing whitetail deer. But so I haven't spent a lot of time. What is that like? So what is what is that like? My I got to bring it back a little bit. I I got to bring it back a little bit. I hunted in Missouri actually for a couple years, and that outfitter got too big. His quality went down and his quantity went up, which is a big thing with outfitter. Yeah, which is a big thing with outfitter. Yeah. So we were kind of on the look for a new so we Midwest kind of spot. Uh, we went to Montana on a mule deer hunt, and our guide actually is the owner of the property that I'm on now. So me and my dad both got lucky in that first year we both drew on our first try, late season muzzleloader tag trial. Late season muzzleloader tag trial. We came out here. We came out here. I mean, this is when I was still a youth. Uh, no, this is my first year, not a youth, I think. Uh, no, it's my and we both killed and first day. 130 and like 150 inch deer. First day, same power line. First day, same Late season food, done and done. Late season food, done and done. I mean, it was just I mean, something I've never seen before. Something I've never seen before. And then years... And then years, just years following, um, just I mean, years following, the neighbor here, uh, he won't take his binoculars up to 150 he inch deer. He won't, I mean, doesn't even, doesn't even hesitate, is happy to not shoot a deer, is happy to not shoot a deer. That's not, that. 
he's like, eh, not that whatever. Right. I would love but that that's problem. I would love but that yeah. problem. Um, yeah. Deer hunting um, is definitely different here. It's not giant. At least where I'm at, it's not giant, giant chunks of wood. It's small pieces. It's hills small pieces, and big pieces hills, of food. And, and you, food. And you leave them alone in the woods. You leave them alone. Let them come out to eat. You're gonna kill them. And you're gonna see a lot of. You're gonna kill. And you're going to see a lot of um, that's another thing. Not only are um, there bigger bucks here than a lot of places I've noticed, there's, there's a lot of deer here. There's a lot of deer here. Um, yeah, I just, um, I haven't yeah, found yeah, anywhere that's better than here. I have there, I mean, there's giants killed everywhere. There's, there, yeah. I mean, there's giants killed in Georgia. There's giants in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Kansas is huge now, but Iowa, I just think, constantly. Booner after booner after booner. Booner yeah. after booner after booner. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, yeah. I feel I, like I feel like Iowa I feel is like, probably I feel like really Iowa close is the top of the list if really it's close not at the top of the list if it's not at the top take deer management seriously. That take deer management seriously. Because I think they take everything because seriously. I think they take their turkey tags are a lottery tag are a preference point. They're, and they're proud of it too. It's like two hundred bucks for a non-resident tag. Dude, I don't pay that much money for a non-resident. I don't pay that much money for a non-resident deer tag in Wisconsin. That's crazy. Yeah, they're definitely proud of what they have here, but I also think it's a, a pushback against people that say, if you want to hunt here, you're going to pay for it, and that pushes people away. Yeah. No, I I yeah. can see that. I mean, no, trying I, to, I trying to pay a bunch of money for trying to trying to pay a bunch of money for always a risk out of state tag. And then when you're talking whitetail, and then when you're talking whitetail, I feel like it gets even more I risky. Like, I feel like, like if you're gonna go somewhere risky. and kill a good, like if you're gonna go good, somewhere and kill a good representation a good of that species, whether representation of that species, whether it's mule deer, whitetail. Elk, when you get tail. into mature whitetails, there's some of the hardest animals to kill. There's some of the hardest animals to kill. I feel like if, if you're comfortable with the area, if you're familiar with the property, area, if you're your odds go way up, obviously. But if your odds go way up, coming in from a different place, having no clue place, that's got to be clue about it. One of the hardest animals to kill. One of the hardest animals to kill. You don't know. Mature whitetail on ground. You don't know. Ducks, ducks and geese. Find the water. Ducks and geese. You have a good chance of killing birds. Turkeys, you go on a piece of public. Turkeys, you go on a piece one of public. morning. They either are goblin there or they're morning, not. They, yeah. they go off the roost. They're gobbler or not. You yeah. move on to the next piece. With whitetail, you have to spend with time, and that's what people don't have is time. And that's what people don't have is time. Yeah. Yeah, free range, free range whitetail. Yeah, free range, I, I've always free range been interested whitetail. in hunting. I, I've always been like interested in hunting places because like I do see Iowa. All of that because food. I do see and then all of that. As yeah. far as cover goes, and then as I mean, far yeah, as they cover can be goes, in the corn. But like, I mean, yeah, they can you be can in find the corn, water, like, or if you can find bottom, water or any type or of like lowland area, any type of that has lowland area that has Kansas or Iowa. You're in gonna Kansas see or Iowa. I feel like you're gonna yeah. see. Oh, yeah. But you said you leave like, them alone yeah. oh, in the yeah. woods. But you said you leave them alone. Uh, I mean, in how the many? Woods. What? What uh, kind? I of, mean, how many? What? Uh, what kind of properties are we talking about? Uh, are you saying like just a couple acres, or saying like just a couple acres that have woods on them? Like fence rows that have woods on them? I'll show you what the backyard looks like. And this is actually a pretty decent representation of kind of what we hunt and we do hunt behind here um and we've killed some really big deer just behind just, the house here just drop me a pin real quick also just drop me a pin real quick oh yeah yeah mind 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how well so, this is going to come. I don't know how well this is going to come. So, oh yeah. Like these. So oh these, yeah. It's not thick wood. I mean, not with leaves and everything, wood. it does become I mean, more thick. But it's really thick, just one strip that it runs really all the way through. So I mean, during the rut, and there's a giant creek that runs right here. There's a giant creek. So basically, during the rut, you sit in the middle of this. They're running in between you. There's nowhere else running in between you. There's nowhere else for This is all food. This, this is, is all food. becomes food here. That's food and that's food. Here, I mean, there's food surrounding woods. I mean, there's everywhere food you go. Surrounding so basically, you just have like so basically you just have like funnels, super concentrated funnels. Whereas you might find yeah. funnels, whereas in other you might places, find like, funnels in where other I hunt places, Wisconsin. like you use where the I hunt topography or like the elevation changes or like the elevation changes. But it's as all good woods. funnels. Like I mean, I'm but it's primarily wood. Like I mean, I'm woods. Primarily just hunting in woods. Down there, it seems like openings. the funnels down are there, a lot it seems easier like to pick out. The funnels and, are a lot easier to pick out, and and nowhere. Yeah, is it. I I would definitely say if yeah, you didn't know how to hunt the rut here, it'd be pretty easy to get get good at it. You've only got so many options, and whatever tree you pick, you've got a good chance. Whatever tree you pick, you've got a good chance. What a what kind of what uh, deer numbers what kind are of you seeing per acre? Deer numbers are you seeing per acre? Have you done any studies on that, or have you done any studies on that, or try to figure out what the populations are on the I, properties? I have not. Um, I I think this is kind of where people change their opinions. This is kind of where people change. So the owner here is pretty old school. So the owner here is kind of that. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And the more we mess with these deer, the more we mess with these deer, the more things can change. Yeah. more so like can change back here yeah. a lot of guys have asked you back know, here a lot of guys do like the hinge cuts the, do like the tss the burns let's make more cover let's do this this and that make more cover let's do this yes that might help a little bit yes but we kill 150 inch deer plus every year out of the ground i just showed you behind the house with us living in this house yeah with us living in this house so yeah there are Concentration-wise, I would say this is very high concentration for deer numbers. Very high concentration um, I'm sure probably a lot of people would say it's probably sure a little too high on the doe numbers. There are a lot of does. Doe numbers. There are a lot um, of But we don't kill a lot of does. Um, but we don't here. We will on our giant giant food plot. That's where we'll kill our does. But around here, we really don't. But around here, see, there's a. There's a See, ton of there's talk a, in. I mean, there's I a ton of talk about. In, I mean, I bought into bringing the buck to doe ratio, bringing the buck to doe ratio as close to a one to one as you can. You want as close to a one to one as you can. That's going to increase the responsiveness um, during the rut to the calling the activity during the rut to calling the activity. They've obviously got to compete a lot more. But I find that a lot of these states and a lot of the counties that have really high Boone and Crockett and really high Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young have a crazy amount of does. Also, have a crazy amount of does. And I mean, the more deer you get, I mean, the more deer you get. I don't know if it's the more deer you get, you're just going to end up with more deer you get. You're just going to end up with plenty of big ones. I just but see all over, even Buffalo I just County. See I was, I was all up over, there even Buffalo County. I was, I was talking to the guys there, and they're like, "Dude, we have so many guys there." And they're like, "Dude, we have so many does." But they kill giant bucks every year. But they kill giant bucks every year. Yeah, I. And so, yeah, I guess I can see both ways. You know, the juries. I guess I can see they kill like the juries. They kill five or six a day during late season. Five or so, yeah. six a day during late season. So, yeah. And I can see how it works, but I also kind of go on your theory works, of I also kind of go more babies that are born, more babies, more chances born. of a booner being born. More chances yeah. of a booner being born. 
Yeah. Support those deer. If you did, if you left the mount of deer like this alone in, I don't know, of non-ag state, I don't know, of you would run state disease very high for sure. Oh, yeah. And not nutrition oh, yeah. high deer not for sure. But if you have the food, I don't see a problem with that. But if you have the food, I don't yeah. see a problem with that. Do you, um, do you, um, do you use... Or do you have do a lot of oaks there? Or like, do, you do you have ever a lot get of to hunt oaks them over there? acorns? Like, do you ever get to hunt them over acorns? There are a lot of acorns here. And there Illinois, I mean, and Illinois, it was insane last year, the production of acorns. It seemed like people were just tripping over them. It seemed like people were just tripping over We had one tree, biologist or whatever you want to call He came as a hunter last year, and he said that this will be one of the best years ever. Nice. Ever. I... Nice. I've always wanted to I, hunt a state like that. I've always wanted to hunt a state like great that crops. Where, you, have, you know, they've got plenty of access crops, to corn and beans. You know, they've got plenty of access to corn and beans or wheat or uh, whatever. And then you get that one patch. And then you get that one patch where they have a good of acorn harvest. Where they have a good and acorn yeah. harvest. Seeing deer and and even though they have as much nutrition as even though they have as much nutrition as when they get like that treat. When they that get they're like not that used to, or they only get that at a certain point in the year, or they only get at watching a certain them point in the year, crazy over it. Watching I saw them it at a neighbor's house, over and I mean, we had I saw it at a neighbor's house, and I mean, food we had also, plenty there was oaks plenty everywhere of there that also, they could go and there was oaks from everywhere that they could go and pick but from. But one of my neighbors here in Missouri, one of my neighbors they, here in Missouri, they had a mowed yard, but they left all of their mowed yard. They got left every other oak so all they had was every other yard. So all they had was a full mature oaks. And they kept mature the grass oaks, cut all the and time. They kept the grass cut. The, the amount of deer yeah. that would show up. The there, amount they don't of have deer that would they don't show have to up really because they don't have just dig. They don't have to really fade. It's just of a green giant grass and of green grass fresh and, uh, acorns. Fresh, uh, dude. Acorns. I saw some of the biggest deer. Dude, I saw some of the season, biggest deer driving home deer from season, hunting. Driving just home right at my neighbor's house. Just right at my neighbor's Yeah, that's the permanent hunting and it's crazy thing. That's the permanent hunting Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, we were still kind of oh, yeah. out in the country. And I mean, like, we were and still was kind problem. of out in the like, country. I could hunt on the property. And that was I lived the problem. Like, I could acres. hunt on the property. I lived but I just on knew. 20 acres. If there's a good but I just knew. acorn, if there's a good year, acorn, harvest this year, not going like, to be in the woods with me at all. Not going to be in the woods bed down in the neighborhood. They're literally going to bed down in the day and all night and just eat all day and all night. So. Yeah. That was kind of the problem with the acorns was they that were was everywhere kind of the where the they weren't they were concentrated enough. It was where are they going to eat the acorns? Where are they going to eat the acorns? So that was a little hard. Yeah. So that was a little hard. All right, guys. I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called Bull Elk Beard Oil. If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great, so now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now I need to tell you, I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months, and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy and he makes an amazing product. So go check out bullelkbeardoil.com and be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC 
and get 20% off your order. Are you doing any food plots there? Are you doing or is any there so much food, food that you plots don't even there? Or is there so really much food that you don't even really mess with it? So in Illinois, we'll do food plots. A so lot of it we do is clover. I kind of fall into jury. I thought the clover is king. I just think you get the most bang for your buck with it. You get in longevity and regrowth and jerky season. But here, but the farmers take care for us. I mean, we don't have to plant. I mean, analogic. We don't have to plant anything. It's what these farmers are putting out is what these deer eat, and that's why they get so big. And that's why they get so big. Yeah, right now I'm in turkey um, mode. Uh, yeah, right now our two weeks of turkey season, two weeks of youth turkey season, two weeks of youth turkey season. And now come Sunday, um, I'll guide now. Basically until June. Sunday, I'll guide basically Dang. until June. That's awesome. Yeah. Dang. That's I, awesome. I've been giving I, my guests I've a lot been more giving opportunity lately to convert into a turkey lately to convert because I am just like because I am just like yeah sure it's fun yeah but um, I am I'm looking forward to it ours but I am I'm looking forward to it ours and then it goes until and then it goes until May eighth and so May I'll get out I'm hoping to kill two birds this year I'm hoping to kill two birds this year I've never doubled up on turkeys but yeah I'm. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. I'm, I'm just not sold. I'm looking it's forward always, to it. I'm just the not things sold. that have the most it's hype always, behind them. The things that I'm have like, they the better most hype be behind them. They I'm better like, they blow better my be. expectations out they of the water. They better blow my expectations out of the water. Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. and that's what be annoyed by so far. And that's what's been fun. Been so far. Yeah, there's definitely it's been fun. Yeah, I'd say by halfway through the season, I'm not out there anymore for fun. I'm out there because these birds annoyed me so much and frustrated me that I'm out there to kill them out of frustration now. Yeah out of frustration now but yeah. um yeah no we're in turkey but, mode now uh, yeah no between we're in iowa and illinois i'll guide between iowa and illinois i'll guide i just run through states yeah um yeah i could um, see i could see it being fun i can see out there i could see time, it being fun but getting out there all yeah. the time what is it like but having the what, pressure what is it like of, having the pressure in a sense being of, responsible for in someone a sense else's being success responsible for someone hunting success while hunting you know during deer season, you know, during deer season, when I first started, when I first started, I, that really, really affected I, me. Uh, really, really, man, these guys didn't kill a deer. Man, these guys and, didn't kill a deer. But then, like, and two years ago, we had 70-degree like, weather ago, we in October. Degree weather in so, October. but and the other guys were like, so, man, you know, like, but you had nothing to do with that. Yeah. You had nothing to do with that. Yeah. That kind of so slowed that, it down for me. Of that kind of taking it away from my personal me, feelings of it. Personal with turkey, though, I take it more serious on the personal level because I mean, like the bird we killed this weekend. I mean, like the I did everything but weekend, pull the trigger on that. Bird. I did everything. Yeah. The only thing the kid did was shoot. Yeah. The only thing that was that was asking a lot. he basically sat there and slept until I woke up. He basically sat there and slept until I woke up. Dude, can you come do that for me here? Dude, I'll can just, you come I'll do just, that for me? I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go I pass that. But um, yeah, with turkeys, but, um, I take it a little more serious yeah, on the success side of things because they're watching me. They're watching me call, make decisions. With deer, it might kind of sound bad to say, but you don't know if you're walking into a good stand or not as the hunter. Yeah. The big, big thing with outfitters, and I would say this for your, for your fans who are listening, be very, very, very cautious, very, 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 looking with outfitters. 
booking with outfitters. You want to find an outfitter, in my opinion, you want to find who's an new. Because new outfitters don't care who you are. New outfitters all they want to do is boost their name and boost their success boost number. Their and boost their success numbers. The best way to find a good outfitter is word of The mouth. best way to find a yeah. good outfitter don't is word waste of your mouth. time driving yeah. to show. Don't waste in my in my opinion. Show. In my in my opinion. Everybody can pull a big gear mouth and throw it behind them. I know several them. outfitters who don't use their gear at gear show. Don't use their gear Dang. at gear show. Yeah. Dang. I also know certain outfitters yeah. in Pike County, Illinois that have high fence gear that have on their brochures. For free range hunts. For free range Jeez, hunt. man. I Jeez, feel like man. that gets into some serious. I feel like that gets into some serious right false there. False advertising lawsuits right absolutely. there. Deer, absolutely. Outfitter, Deer, and I've heard it's way worse with elk outfitter. I've heard it's way worse because I guess just everybody can become. I, I mean, anybody can regularly become a white dog. I mean, anybody can. But I've just heard. You can just pay ten grand not see an elk, not see a sign of elk, not hear an elk. Sign and you don't know. Yeah. You don't know and if you, you don't get know. Yeah. Um, but with deer, um, but with deer, I just really want I people really try and find somebody who your friends have gone to. If you do, make sure you're asking the right questions. Make sure you're you want recent photos with dates on them. Ask for other hunters who have been there last year. Ask for several of them. And if you notice the same guy is on you notice the, the camp on their website every year, and that's the number they give you, don't call him. He's obviously having a good time. He's obviously having for somebody different. Ask yeah. for somebody different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I feel like yeah, I mean the, that the makes new guys sense. Are, I feel like the the new would guys always are, be gung ho and trying to prove themselves. Would always be gung ho and trying to prove themselves and trying to. And it's just you know, like with any job. And it's just like after a while, the flair kind of goes away. After a while, the flair just kind of gets lost in it, or you just kind of get lost in it. Deal. I, every I've day. got a buddy here that deal. he does. I, I've got well, a buddy here that he does. Well, actually, those guys, Texas, they do helicopter hog hunts. One of the most exciting things a human being. One of the most exciting things flying around in a helicopter, like shooting around in a helicopter and shooting at live animals, amazing. Was and for them, it was the same thing. For them, after a while, it was the same thing. After a while, it's just kind of like, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I mean, they loved, they still love guiding. I mean, they love, which is they still love like getting people up there. Which is cool. And like getting people up there. Crazy pilot, and you can hear the passion in his voice. And you can hear the passion in his voice telling you um, over the headphones. Over the like, um, dude, they're coming up here on the left. Hold on, I'm gonna push them out of the brush. Hold on, I'm gonna push them out of the brush. But as far as that's awesome, them actually hunting themselves, them actually like we do it because we have to. They're like we do it because we have so many. We have to kill these pigs. There are so many of them. They're like, yeah, I mean, after you do a certain amount of flights in the helicopter and kill pigs, it's just not as exciting because you're used. It's just not it. as it's exciting familiar. because you're used to it. And it's the, familiar. The things that you've never done before are always the things that you've never done before are always more exciting than the I was, familiar that, stuff. That's a foreign so concept. To I was me. thinking that, that that's a foreign concept. Flying in a helicopter and killing animals could ever be boring. Flying in a killing animals could ever be boring doesn't make sense. I understand. And it's got to be the same thing with guiding. And it's got to be the same thing with guiding. You just where there's probably yeah, it might still be exciting. You might have fun with it. Yeah, might still be exciting. And you might definitely not a passion. It's definitely not a passion that you had. Like when you first yeah, started, I, you know, for yeah, a while, especially I, during the yeah, rut time, while, we're running six days a week, and that seventh day is just and that 
when that group's leaving in the morning and the next group is coming in the afternoon. So that sixth day, you're kind of like, do I really want to wake up again at four? Again, me to go sit out in the cold when I just did it for six days before. It's it really it does kind of push your passion down. It does push your passion down. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, man. That's I that's interesting, man. I I guess you would have to find something that you. I guess you would have to find something that you truly truly outside of enjoyed outside to keep that guide to keep that going. What does that look like for you as far as what does that look like for you as far as now? Like your what, own what are the things that now? you're most what, excited? What about are the things that you're most excited about getting? Well, I've really enjoyed working with my dog. I've really that I got um, to the big training um, with him and waterfowl hunt with him. It's been big, and that kind of gave me something different because in New York, we can hunt from September first for geese for those resident geese, and then here in Iowa now, and then here in Iowa, I didn't realize it, but next year we'll for sure be hunting. Is all the snows and speck all the snows is very late season yeah um, very late season so yeah. um that's one thing so, um that's one thing you know um, it's really just you know it's really not just, if you want to hunt not if you want to guide don't you know it, it it really is i mean there are a lot it, of guys it, it really is i mean there are a lot of um, guys who get to hunt but a lot of guys are retired people. A lot of guys are this is just something they do to entertain them. This is just something yeah. they do um, to entertain them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess to go back real quick yeah. on the outfitter. And then I guess search, to go back real quick. On if the you call an outfitter and he's not excited to talk to you, and he's not and if he makes it feel like if he makes it feel like bothering him, which will happen. Which will don't go. If they're not willing to talk to you, they're not. They're not willing to talk to you. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys you're like, man, I've got four There's guys, guys coming this like, week. Man, I've got four guys. Yeah, they pay your bills, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, they pay your bills, man. Be, like, be grateful that you have be guys coming to you. And guys coming to you. I just think the opinion of an outfitter, especially when we talk to him on the phone, everyone's going to be happy to talk at the show. That's face to face. But if you call and ask questions, they better be nice to you and give you the answers in the time that you want. Give you the answers in the Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I for feel people like to be friendly and for people to be and friendly, be and, upfront with you. and like be hey man, upfront with you. There's a chance like, that you're not hey going to kill. There's I've a chance always, that you're not going to kill. Been, I've always I've always I've always been of the guys kind of worry. Oh, dude, it's like ninety nine percent chance. Oh, dude, it's like ninety nine percent chance. I'm like, dude, or nothing like, in oh, the outdoor I'm, industry. I'm like, dude, nothing that, in the outdoor industry. High. Absolutely is nothing yeah. is that high. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I've talked to people. Like, who it doesn't matter. I've talked to people who waterfowl hunted Arkansas for years. Waterfowl hunted Arkansas for years. Good, and the flight, dude, we always good. And it's just like, dude, we hundreds and hundreds of snows on the return hundreds and hundreds of snows on the return flight last year. It was just kind of dead last year. It was just kind of dead. A bunch years. of people had and it's like, really see, no matter what, years. no matter how it's consistent, like, see, it no matter what, no matter how consistent, straight, awesome it could be hunting, ten years. You could have some awesome weird hunting deal that you could have that some throws it all off. Deal so that, that um, throws it yeah, all off. So who, um, yeah, one is up somebody who doesn't just sound one is like you're inconveniencing and doesn't just sound like you're inconveniencing them and then also business and then also yeah, that's realistic. I haven't, yeah, I haven't realistic. gotten to deal. I haven't, I aside haven't from yeah. like personal gotten to deal relationships. Aside from like I haven't had like relationships. The, the client. I haven't had like the um, the client guide relationship. Um, guide relationship because I just haven't done with a lot of guided people, stuff. Because I just haven't done but, with a lot of guided yeah. stuff. Um, but 
So yeah. far, um, anybody that I have, I've so done far one anybody that I fishing, have, I've done one deep one helicopter fishing, hog hunt, and one I've got another hog hunt trip coming and up. I've got another fishing trip coming up in Wisconsin. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've had anything. Think. Other than I don't those think three. I've had anything. But everybody's other been pretty cool three. so far. But everybody's had been a negative cool experience. Yeah. So I haven't had a negative experience. Yeah, so. yeah it's it's definitely it's, a game. It's it really is, and it's it's locked too. Yeah. Um. It's locked too. Best advice is get word of mouth, not from a show. Yeah. Word of mouth. What a yeah. What's that luck what, uh, on the wall behind you? Is that one of what's yours? What's that luck on the wall behind you? Is that one of uh, yours? Or is that a client? No, this is actually, um, no, this is actually a recreate uh, of a deer that was killed here the year that this house was built. So that would have been this house was built. So that would have been six or seven years ago. Okay. Um, six or seven years just, ago. Okay. He just breaks 200. He just breaks 200. Dude, what a freak, Dude, man. What a freak, um, man. And then I wish I had pictures um, or the deer here. The kid actually just picked it up. We had a we had a kid a kid kill a two eleven two years two years ago. Two years ago. And that thing was two hundred eleven inches with with not the deductions or anything. The gross score, however, the nerds want to talk about it. However, the nerds want to. The deer's rack never broke his rack. Never broke his. It is just. His main beams just, first off cross. His main beams first and it's off just cross. mass, and it's just and just mass, straight time and just in its face. face. Never um, even comes space. close to going Never outside of his ears. Two hundred eleven. What the heck? What the yeah. heck? It's it's crazy to see how deer can it's, put it's on crazy inches to see in how deer places. can put like on inches. Most people, in you places. think of a two hundred eleven. Like most people, inch deer, you think of a two hundred eleven inch deer. Like you're thinking like super like it's wide, got super everything. tall, heavy. But to like hear that everything, he shot a two hundred eleven inch deer that didn't shot a go outside the ears. Deer that didn't go outside the ears is that's nuts, man. And I'm sure with deductions and everything, it wouldn't even be close because it's very non difficult. It's a giant, but we've talked about it so many times. If this deer and him walked out, if this you would say this is the bigger deer. You would say this is. Oh yeah. But because he's out, he's outside of his ears. He's got that frame. But this deer just adds up. He just added up. Adds up. He just added up. What What's your take on? deductions what, what's your I've take on strong opinion deductions because i've got a pretty um, strong opinion on it how, how do you feel um, that the how, how do you feel that the is. scoring system is on the term of deducting on inches the and that's your score that goes in the book yeah that's your score that goes in the book yeah. i think that's <laughs> i'm trying to get a nice way to say it i think it's i'm for trying clown. to get a nice way to say it. I, <laughs> I think it's for clouds like <laughs> dude i mean that's what the deer is. Yeah. That's what the deer and, is. And yeah. This is my opinion and whatever. I'm not, I don't put deer in the book. I score them on the tailgate um, after killing them. And, after killing them and, and it's with a, with a rope with or with a string and a tape measure. Rope, you know, with a string um, tape for our measure, clients, you know, we have to do, we um, actually have to do Boone and Crockett scoring for them. But I, but, I think um, it's ridiculous. I, I would never tell somebody that my 170 inch deer is 150 inch deer. Is 150 inch deer. Yeah. I mean, why? I mean, just why? I mean, just, I don't. I've you're taking away from the deer. I don't exactly. I've, I've never understood it. Exactly. I've never who, understood who it. And go that route. Who, I'm like, I feel like the dude that route came up. I'm like, I feel like with the dude system, came up. You know, with that system. Let's say it's Boone and Crockett, right? Let's say it's Boone and Crockett. 
right? Say Boone shoots a deer and Crockett's like, hey, we need a deer and Crockett's like, hey, we need a scoring system for this. this. And then the next year, and he Boone's shoots like, a deer. oh shoot, his is bigger. And Boone's like, I need to come up with reasons why. I need to come up with reasons why. Like, oh, you know what? No, I've got to deduct. Oh, you know what? No, I've got to deduct. It's just not as perfect as mine is. It's just not as perfect as mine is. Is just I'm like that. The whole mentality seems just behind it. The whole mentality seems. Why would you take away anything? Why would you take away anything? From the here's, deer. Here's now, the only exception. Say your deer gets in a fight with another deer. Say your deer gets in a fight with another deer and the breaks off main your deer's beam face. Or one side breaks off. I don't think you should face. be able to count that towards the score. I don't think you should be able to count that other towards than that, the score. Yeah, just let it other go. Other than that, just let it go, man. Yeah. Yeah, what what yeah. that deer actually yeah, grew? What, you what that deer actually grew? You should score it all and quit with the deduction nonsense. Uh, I don't. Nonsense. I don't think I've talked to anybody. Uh, I don't. Who is I don't like think I've talked to anybody who deductions. is like super now, I will pro say, deductions. I now if I, I was the say, world record holder. I, if I, I was be the like, world yes, record holder, I want I everybody be like, yes, to be very. I want everybody to be very with deductions. Judge very harshly with deductions. Other than that, dude, let it ride, man. Other than that, dude, let it ride, man. I mean. I could. Yeah. I would say I, if we want to play I a book could, game, I would say we, we have a non-typical book in a typical book, maybe. Yeah. Book, maybe. Yeah. And I, I do have a large, large and respect I, I for whitetail, and like, respect for whitetail. I'm not the guy who, you know, cries I'm and holds onto the deer when it's dead or anything like that. But I have a large respect for whitetail, and it's not just killing for me. And it's not just killing for me. It is a respect thing. Why take away? It is a respect thing. Why take you away shot that buck for a lot of people? You shot, you shot him because it is your you shot him first Pope and Young deer. It's your first non-bachelor rack deer. It's your first boomer. And then you're gonna play on a calculator and take away from that. Play on a calculator and take away from that. Or the side of the fact with outfitters. Or the side of the fact with outfitters. Someone comes up, shoots a deer. This deer of a lifetime. He's biggest deer I've ever killed in my life. Biggest deer 150 inches gross score. Then you net them out or whatever. Then you and net them out. 138. Oh, well, I have killed a 140 oh, before. I have. Oh yeah. Well, no, dude, you just killed a 150. Oh yeah. You killed the 150. You know. You killed the 150. I think it really takes away from the hunting. I think it really takes the celebratory aspect. For sure. Anytime you have to compare your deer sure. to you something to else, your to deer a standard, to something else, to um, a standard. Like there's always going to be a bigger awesome. deer out there. Like there's always going to be a always bigger deer be out issues. there. There's always going to be issues in deer. I love and character. I do like the idea of, you know, like and the typical I do like the idea of, you know, like the typical but when you just get into the minutiae when you just get into the minutiae you lost five inches. You lost five inches. I think maybe it's the optimist in me. I think maybe it's the optimist in me let it's everybody just like, have dude, a good time don't do let anything that's gonna ruin don't the do experience. anything that's gonna because ruin if they the look experience. back on this and because now if they look back on this the and now instead of, of life, being one of because the greatest they shot 158 inch deer because they shot 158 while this really sucked your deer was only while this really sucked your deer was only 135 that's so crappy man and i hate so crappy and i hate that anybody is in that mindset absolutely i 100 agree Absolutely. What a what does this year look like for you what a, as far as what does this year look go? like for you as do far as hunting opportunities? Do you get to get out and travel you, outside you get of whitetail season? Get out and travel or, outside of whitetail um, season a lot. Almost all your year still. Um, is almost all your year still still guiding uh, something. So this year I'm definitely going to be so, slowing down on the guiding side of things. Um, I'll be helping. I won't be doing anything whitetail wise in Illinois. I'll be in Iowa 100. Um, and 
the owner of Southwater here will be here. So I'll just be kind of helping him, especially with when our big groups come. So I'll definitely have more opportunities to hunt this year, whitetail-wise. And then waterfowl, too, has gotten pretty big for me with my dog. And that's really not for the kill. That's for me spending time with my dog. But with the deer, it's chasing big bucks for sure. Yeah. Have you have you been out shed hunting? Have you have you been out shed hunting a bunch? Are you a big shed? You know, I'm not, and I. You know, people should I hate me for it I, for the terrain that I have here in Iowa. For the terrain that I have. Here I have found Iowa. some sheds scouting for turkeys, and I've actually found a couple good ones. For turkeys, uh, but um, uh, I'm not a guy who's just gonna walk through the woods staring at the ground for weeks. I'm I'm not. I just yeah. don't. Week. I'm I'm not. I found. Yeah. I can grab them. I found. I found a sh- uh, set of sheds, sh- uh, and I was. Oh man, that's cool. You know, I took a picture of it. Oh man, that's cool. You know, I was over of it. You know, it's not. You know, it's, it's, it's just not for me. I would rather it's, walk around, not for me. look for turkeys, than walk around and stare at the ground all around. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. 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 See, I've, yeah. I've got a dog. I yeah, put see, a deposit I've, down I've on got a dog. dog I put a deposit down on the dog. But, and I can't um, wait the guy is to get train it. But um, the guy uh, is going to train it. shed hunting, duck hunting, shed hunting, pheasant hunting, duck hunting, and pheasant hunting. I'm like. I can't and wait, man. I'm, I'm like, super pumped. I can't yeah, wait, I think man. I'll really get into pumped. shed hunting. Yeah, I think once I'll I have really the dog. get into shed hunting. So far, once I'm, I'm the, the world's worst shed hunter. So like far, suck, I'm the man. world's worst shed hunter. I, like I've I said, found man. only a couple I, in my I've life. I found only a couple in my life. Most of them I've almost stepped on before. Most I even of them I've almost stepped on before. I even it's not like they were hidden. It's like it's not like they were plain as day. It's like just that they were plain as day, and I'm just that bad. You put me in woods. I can tell you where. You put me in woods. I can tell you where. I'll see a field mouse moving at 450 yards. I'll see a field mouse moving. I'll be driving 50 yards, 80 miles an hour down the highway, and I'll see 80 miles an hour down the highway, and I'll see out of the timber a deer poking its head out of half a mile away. And my wife's like, "How? How half a mile away?" And my wife's like, "How can you see that?" Yeah. Totally different story. I sheds. Yeah. Totally different story. Yeah. I suck at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can grab those sheds. One second. Yeah, I want to see. I grab those sheds. I yeah. I've I got a couple them. buddies who are super. I, I've into got a couple hunting. buddies who are super and, into shed hunting. Um, and actually, one of them just got um, back. He goes. Actually, one the of them Dakotas just got back. Year. He goes to trip. the Dakotas every year on a big trip. Yeah. Oh, so, dude. Heck yeah. yeah oh, so, dude. Heck yeah. I mean, definitely a good deer. I mean, definitely a good deer. But yeah, like you um, said, like I basically stepped. But yeah, like you said, like I basically um, stepped on them. They were down in the bottom, and they were down in the bottom. This side, it was really only like this, this was showing. This and up was showing, and then when I picked him up, and up was showing. I saw this, but I mean, definitely a good deer. Um, I mean, definitely a good deer. But I was just like, all right, cool. But I, I got to carry these cool. things around for the rest of my day. Oh, man, I love it. I love hearing oh, man, people I love with it. different I love takes hearing on things. Because typically when I talk to people about sheds, they're just like gung-ho. And I love that it was almost an inconvenience for you to have to carry around that giant Dude, if you ever if you ever need someone to come and get those out of your way if you ever need someone to come and get those out of your way for you, just let me know. I'm sure I could get a couple people. Yeah, well, actually, the group that's for turkey, they're like, can we, can we shed hunt if we kill? Can we, can we shed hunt if we kill? Sure. I don't care. Really go for it. I don't care. Really go for it. Yeah. I, just let me know what you find. I was like, find I, a giant. Let me know what you find. Let me see it. Find a giant. How do you feel though, holding those in your hands? How do you feel though, holding those in your hands? I've got like this weird, 
I've got like this weird connection to antlers. I don't know what it is. Like when I hold antlers, I don't know what it is. Like that when I hold antlers, about people it's like that about, feeling like you hear about gold. people talking about. You know like how there's like gold. It's almost. You know how it's intoxicating. It's almost intoxicating. Because I've got pictures of this yeah. deer. I mean, he's. I've got pictures of this deer. I mean, he's. He's perfect. I mean, he's as clean as. I mean, clean dead. Oh yeah. Clean dead. Oh yeah. And this is like there are a lot of deer like this, this here, like, just like that clean. Like this here, just like that clean. Um, just like those nice. Uh, I I say they're nice like looking nice, deer. Like they're just like clean, like clean bucks. Like, yeah. Um, clean bucks. I definitely um, get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely had the excitement. Um, yeah, I definitely had the excitement. Um, that it, it almost puts you back in a deer mode. That, it, yeah. it almost puts you I, back in that. deer mode. Yeah, I yeah, that's that that's my thing. I feel like yeah, that's if I, that's my thing. If I, I feel really like dove if I if I really dove head first, it would probably be going out hunting out west. It would probably be going out antlers out west. Because I do, man. I get excited when I watch videos online. Because I do, man. I get excited when I watch videos online. I'm scrolling and I find the videos. I'm a guy walking up videos. A guy walking up on this elk giant. I'm like, dude, imagine side. I'm finding like, dude, that in the wild seems finding bizarre that to me. in the wild uh, seems bizarre to me. know that these yeah. antlers are just laying out to know out that these here. antlers are and, just laying out uh, here even in alaska and, i've heard about people uh, going even in out alaska i've heard about caribou. people going out and once you get into the caribou, caribou sheds and once like, you get into the caribou you can't sheds, fit it all it's like in three you can't fit it because all there's in so many three caribou. pickup trucks because and i'm like i could yeah would probably get a little i'm like i could yeah, that would probably that get, would get a little bit old a lot quicker. It, that would but get I think old the rarity of finding a really big deer shed or elk a really shed, big is, deer shed is or elk a lot shed of the excitement is, behind it. Is a lot of the excitement. Yeah, when it. we were in New Zealand, yeah, the fallow we deer, they fallow deer, they were so obvious they, to find. I mean, they were just they everywhere. Were so obvious yeah, to find. and, and they were at first, the first few were like, oh man, I want to keep these. Oh man, you walk a little more. And you find a bigger one. Oh, I want to keep this one. Then you've got a pack full of sheds. Then you start tossing the little ones. Because the locals don't care. They don't want them. The locals don't care. They don't Yeah. And then it's the whole problem is shipping them back. And then it's the whole You really, I think we picked out. Oh, yeah. We picked out the couple biggest and shipped them home with us. But yeah. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, that'd be tough to like just. Oh man, to shipping's like gonna just, be way too much. Oh We're man, shipping's gonna be way too much. But I get it. Keeping a couple I mean, of I do. But I get yeah. it. What a. I mean, I do. It, yeah. You've what hunted a, kind of all over the place. It, you've hunted there kind a of bucket all list over hunt that you haven't. Is done there a bucket that, list yeah. hunt that you haven't you're done to? That, that you're yeah. wanting to? Ever since I was little, yeah. Um, Ever since I was, I've wanted to do an archery muskox hunt in the Arctic. Muskox hunt in the Arctic. Dang. I. Dang. I've never heard someone else say they want to do I've it. Never heard the guys who go on to do it. it's miserable. The guys who go on um, it's miserable. I just remember watching. Um, it was that Matthews TV. Watching. It was that Matthews. It was like TV. Dave Watson, maybe I think it was like his name. Dave yeah. Watson, maybe I think it was and his name. He yeah. did it, and they're just he did it. You know, giant animals, almost like prehistoric. Like, like they're not anywhere near like, white tails. You know, they're just their own animals. Oh, know, totally like, different. Their own animals. Oh, totally yeah. different. Yeah, that'd um, be. Yeah, that'd be a yeah, that'd gnarly be, hunt, man. That'd be I mean, a you're talking about hunt, probably. Man. I mean, you're talking for the most about part probably really plain for the most part environment really that you're hunting them in. I mean, it's just white that you're hunting them in. I mean, it's just white everywhere. But the conditions, dude. But the weather that you face and some of that stuff. I've watched face and some of that stuff. I've one second you're looking at a whole herd of muskox, and the next second you can't see and the next second because the wind blows just right, and because the wind blows just right, and they disappear out there. We were in Norway for deployment, and that's kind of how it was. You know, the weather was. That's kind of how it was. It'd be clear, 
and then you couldn't see anything. And then, but we saw a lot of caribou and stuff out there too. We saw a lot of we had moose out there too. One time we were in the mountains, just training with Norwegian. Just and these moose just walked up on our position, and they are just like, "Hey, go get Ward. He'll think this hey, uh, is this is, this is entertaining." Yeah, there everyone is, and I'm just sitting yeah. there like watching there these moose, trying to like mouth call, like, just with nothing, just trying to mess with these moose. And everyone's looking at me like, "What is this kid doing?" That's awesome, dude. It is funny when that's awesome, dude. It is funny when when you're around a bunch of outdoorsy hunters or non and you're the outdoorsy people. I've had so many encounters like that. I've had. We had so we many had a, encounters like that. We a had a hawk we that had a, flew into our a hawk that uh, office flew into our building. so it was uh, attached to the building. It was attached, so it was to, the attached to the it was attached and to the warehouse. Somehow it got into the office and portion of it. Somehow well, I'm it got there. into the office. I'm with like the VP. Well, I'm sitting there with my I'm with boss, like the VP. Um, with, with my boss, a couple other people, um, and we're talking a couple other people about a project we're talking And all of a sudden, another VP pops in. All of a sudden, another VP that conference room, and they're. They're like, the there's a huge room. bird like, out here. There's like, a huge bird. There's a huge bird out like, here. There's what? a huge bird. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. look at it. And so we all stand up. Well, I immediately so we all stand up. Well, I immediately grab a box over to the and I start emptying and I grab a stuff box, out of the box and I start emptying like, stuff what are you out of the box. I'm like, well, if there's a giant bird in the office, if there's a giant bird in the office, I'm going to catch it. And they're like, what the heck? So I do. I walk right up. So I do. I walked right up to this hawk kind of overlooked on a windowsill warehouse overlooked. And I walked up the warehouse, the box over the top. Walked it, up, closed I the, put the flaps box over walked the top out with it. it. I mean, the, the flaps and walked out with it. I took mean, me the whole ordeal took me maybe. Yeah, and people are like maybe? cheering, yeah. and, and they're people just are in like cheering, that I caught a and they're just yeah. in disbelief. They thought I was the crocodile, or you know, they thought I was the crocodile. Yeah, you know, no, you just and take care of my animal when it's an issue. Take care of an animal when it's an issue. We had a. We had in North Carolina, our barracks where we stayed in the gym, we would have to walk through maybe like two acres of woods, and there's a path in between. Acres of woods, and the amount of turkeys that were in those woods was insane. So we'd be walking to go to the gym, and you'd see like three or four longbeards just walk right by you. So I'd be walking to the gym with my buddies, and I'd start calling to them, and they'd be gobbling because they're used to people. And they're used to people. They'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "You, you don't get it." This is it. You don't get. This is it. This is what it's all about. I do the same thing. This is what it's all about. I do the same thing. Dude, I hate to cut this short, and I can't. I hate to cut this short, and I can't believe we're at an hour. I've got two little kids that I've got to go pick up. I've got two little kids. Unfortunately, sometimes they have to be. Unfortunately, sometimes. But before we hop off this call, before we hop off this call, where can people find you? Where where can they reach out if they want to do a hunt? Where can they reach out if they want to do a hunt? Where can they just follow along with you on social media? How can they get uh, in touch? So the Illinois uh, properties uh, so the is Illinois Heartland Lodge. Iowa is AGR Hunting Services. And then myself is just Brandon uh, Ward. Um, and Instagram is Brandon with like three underscores Ward. But yeah, I, it's, um, you had any questions on anything, I'm open to talk. Sweet, man. Well, dude, I really do appreciate. Well, dude, I really do appreciate. We're going to have to do another hopping on the call with me. We're going to have to bumping up my time slots. And I might my time slots because an hour is just not enough time for 200. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to take three hours of people's day. I don't want to take also, three hours of people's just, day. But also, I just every time I look down at the clock, I'm like, there's, there's no chance that I'm, already, I'm, like, there's no sure chance enough, that I'm already at an hour. So, and sure enough, I uh, thanks for being so, on, man. I, uh, I had a great thanks time. for being yeah. on, man. I absolutely, had a great thank time. you. Absolutely, thank you. All right, guys, that's it. Episode 100 is in the books now. I think I'm gonna do a giveaway. In fact, hopefully, I have the giveaway already launched. 
and you guys can be signing up by the time this episode airs. Just something to celebrate 100 episodes, and all of your guys' support has meant the world to me. I mean, the reviews and the ratings, the kind words, the messages on social media, like just reaching out and saying, hey, great job, and even connecting with people in person. Like, I bump into people in public all the time. I, it happened the other day to me. I had probably... 20 different conversations with people at the World's Fishing Fair at Bass Pro Shops where people would come up and say, hey, thanks for making good content, or hey, man, love your podcast, or they'd we just sit and have a conversation for half an hour. And so, like, without you guys, this podcast would be nothing. It would have gone nowhere. And the fact that I'm able to share stories from everyday outdoorsmen blows my mind. I love being able to carry that mantle. Um, all that to say, I want to get up there and hunt with Brandon. I think it would be so much fun. Not Even if I don't hunt, there are monster sheds out there just waiting for the world's worst shed hunter to come up and walk right past. Hopefully not. Hopefully I would find them and pick them up. But uh, I think that would be fun. It would be fun to get him down on a turkey hunt too. I've put that invite out to so many people at this point. I thought for sure I'd be loaded, like completely slammed during turkey season, taking people out. Um, but so far, that's not the case. I think I've only got one guy showing up for it. And... Um, I'm ready though. Spring's here. Like life is finally coming back to the Ozarks, coming back to most of most of the country and turkeys are gobbling. I'm seeing them get shot on social media all the time and I'm heading out for a fly fishing trip in a couple days. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, I will have been done with the fly fishing trip, but I'm I'm about to be a fly fisherman, guys. Like I've got the boots and the waders and a fly rod and the cool hats and the gear and I, I don't even know what's all in these packages but we're gonna go down to Arkansas do some fly fishing I'm pretty pumped about that um, I'm gonna turn into a fly fisherman I can just feel it I watch the videos I see the people in the mountain streams and the creeks catching trout and it just seems so cool I'm not gonna be the dude who's butt hurt because you do it a different way or because you want to keep the trout instead of just let it go again I'm gonna eat some of these suckers I'm just telling you right now I go fishing for food and for fun, but some of them will get let go. Some of them are coming home with me. Anyways, hopefully you guys are getting out there, whether it's turkey hunting, get gearing up for fishing, planning um, for your food plots and habitat improvement for the summer. Um, I'm pumped. It, it just seems like everything's taking off right now. So let's get after it. Until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.